Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 42 and 43, beginning on page 392. Like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, for the living God. When shall I come to hear before the presence of God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they daily see unto me, Where is now thy God? My tears have been my, most, my meat day and night, while they daily say unto me, Where is now thy God? Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself, for I went with the multitude and brought them forth into the house of God. In the voice of praise and thanksgiving among such as keep holy day. Why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is vexed within me, therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon and the little hill. One deep calleth another, because of the noise of the water floods. All thy waves and storms are gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime, 
and in the ninth season will I sing of him, and make my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto the God of my strength, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? My bones are smitten asunders with a sword, while mine enemies that trouble me cast me in the teeth. Namely, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God? Why art thou so vexed, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. O deliver me from the deceitful and wicked man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why hast thou put me from thee? And why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. And that I may go unto the altar of God, even unto the God of my joy and gladness, and upon the harp will I give thanks unto thee, O God, my God. Why art thou so heavy, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the book of Ezra. Now after these things, in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra the son of Sarai, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah. This Ezra came up from at Babylon, and he was a skilled scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king granted him all his request, according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. Some of the children of Israel, the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the Nethanim came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. And Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. On the first day of the first month, he began his journey from Babylon, and on the first day of the fifth month, he came to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. This is a copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave Ezra, the priest, the scribe, expert in the words of the commandments of the Lord, and of his statutes, to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of the God of heaven, perfect peace, and so forth. I issue a decree that all those of the people of Israel and the priests and Levites in my realm who volunteer to go up to Jerusalem may go with you. And whereas you are being sent by the king and his seven counselors, to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. 
And whereas you are to carry the silver and gold, which the king and his counselors had freely offered to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, and whereas all the silver and gold that you may find in all the province of Babylon, along with the free will offering of the people and priests, are to be freely offered for the house of their God in Jerusalem. And you, Ezra, according to your God-given wisdom, set magistrates and judges, who may judge all the people who are in the region beyond the river, all such as know the laws of your God, and teach those who do not know them. Whoever will not observe the law of your God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily on him, whether it be death or banishment or confiscation of goods or imprisonment. Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, who has put such a thing as this in the king's heart, to beautify the house of the Lord which is in Jerusalem, and has extended mercy to me before the king and his counselors, and before all the king's mighty princes. So I was encouraged, as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me, and I gathered leading men of Israel to go up with me. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision contended with him, saying, You went in to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter explained it to them in order from the beginning, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, an object descending like a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came to me. When I observed it intently and considered, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God has cleansed you must not call common. Now this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment three men stood before the house where I was, 
having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house, who said to him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, as upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, then in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean the hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who never fails to help and govern those whom thou dost bring up in thy steadfast fear and love, keep us, we beseech thee, under the protection of thy good providence, and make us to have a perpetual fear and love of thy holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, for whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy service that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be said to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. 
Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. We have an interesting connection here between our Old Testament and our New Testament lesson because we're beginning the 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 final chapters of the book of Ezra tonight. And Ezra is sort of divided up into two sections. The first recounts the the talks about the uh, restoration and the building of the second temple. And then in the second section here beginning tonight, we have Ezra himself going back to Jerusalem from out of Babylon to, in essence, reacquaint the Jewish peoples with scriptures. And one of the things that he'll he'll encounter and he's going to be dealing with is that many of the Jewish people have married foreign wives. They have married gentile women and this would be a, a great concern of ezra's because what this tends to do is that it leads the people away from god himself and they they tend to start to worship these foreign gods the the gods of their wives and so this will be a great concern of ezra and he'll eventually get people to actually repent and leave these foreign wives and then and then remain true to to god and we can see that this all of this stuff is the precursor to the events of the new testament this is ezra is one of the last books of the the old testament in fact you know some traditions hold that ezra is actually the 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 one who wrote down the prophecies of Malachi, the, the last book of the Old Testament. And so this gives us some insight into the period that leads up to, to the New Testament, where the temple has been restored. It's been recognized that turning away to foreign gods, to the, the ways of, of these foreign nations, to the Gentiles, led to bad things it led to the 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 destruction and the the disillusion of the 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 kingdoms of israel and of judah and so this this sets up a, a, a an idea of remaining true to god through the law by not just remaining steadfast in the law but actually making other rules outside of the the law in order that people never get close to breaking the the commandments their their commitment to god and so by the time of the new testament we have this situation where jesus has brought the good news to the people of judah and now it seems like it's been 
enticing to people outside of the Jewish faith. We've had some Gentiles who turn to Judaism and have been, you know, become Christians. And now God is telling, telling Peter that the message of Christ, his redemption, encompasses the whole world. And so there's no longer the, this division between Gentile and, and Jew within Christianity. The message of Christ is open to all who believe if they will repent and be redeemed. And so that's an important point. It's always this, this, this back and forth, this, this narrow path that one in the faith has to walk, where you want to be inviting to people who have not yet embraced Jesus, but not to be seduced by them and to follow them. Instead, to bring them into the church, to encourage them to leave behind their the the wickedness of the world and embrace this other thing. And then, how do we do that? How do we accomplish that? How do we not get caught up in the world's way of doing things? And it's by understanding that the life we have in Christ is better than anything else that is on offer for us in the world. It's far better than anything out there. And if we live as if that were true, if it is true, if we live in that truth, we don't get sucked into the world's ideas. We don't get sucked into to other things. We can see other people engaging in stuff and not be tempted by it. Instead of our own joy, our own life, our embrace of real life, true living, becomes enticing to other people. It becomes a beacon of hope to people who are lost, who don't know yet that they're lost, but when they see Christians living in the newness of life, in a new and different, more fulfilling, beautiful way. That's what draws people in. That's what gets them to leave behind their sin. We leave our sin behind when we recognize that it prevents us from having real relationships with other people. It prevents us with having real relationship with God. That fullness of that relationship becomes more important than any temporary pleasure or 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 avoidance of momentary suffering that sinfulness tells us it will give us and never satisfies we instead find our satisfaction in Jesus himself just some thoughts about today's lessons We'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, 
and grant that every member the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. We reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday night and a great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Good night. Good evening to everyone. <laughs>